It's Monster Monday on the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. Each Monday, Tom and I talk about and briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, the animatronic hippo. That's the sound of the jungle, more specifically the jungle from Disneyland's Jungle Cruise attraction, where the animatronic hippo as we know it today was born. But before we get into the specifics about animatronic hippos, I wanted to read an excerpt from John Landis's 2011 book, Monsters in the Movie. So in in Landis's book, he separates the thing up into different chapters, and each chapter is a different type of monster. So like one chapter is vampires, another one's werewolves, one's mad scientists. Um, the excerpt that I'm going to read here is from the opening of the chapter called Monstrous Machines, which is about like robots and murderous robots, killer cars, angry androids, uh, maniacal machines, things like that. Okay, so it says, apart from the obvious advantages in manufacturing, transportation, agriculture, and communication it has given us, the Industrial Revolution has a lot to answer for. The clear and increasing damage that man-made pollution is doing to our planet and all of the robots, automobiles, and computers that run amok in the cinema. In the movies, machines turn on us with remarkable regularity, from malicious cars like the one from Christine in, 1980, in the 1983 movie, um, Christine, um, to malicious television sets like the one in the movie uh, from 1953 called The Twonky. The movies have no doubts that our machines are untrustworthy. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to read that because uh, then then the, the that section goes into all the different uh, monstrous machines in, in various movies. It's definitely a book worth checking out. Um, okay, and so now, um, before we really dive into animatronic hippos, I think that we kind of have to talk a little bit about audio animatronics. So I wanted to also read a quick little bit or a couple little pieces from the 1996 book, um, Walt Disney Imagineering, a behind the dreams look at making the magic real by the Imagineers. So this excerpt, uh, let me pull this thing out here. Um, This section's called Animating in Three Dimensions. So it kind of talks a little bit about how audio animatronics came to be at Walt Disney. Um, So in 1949, while visiting New Orleans, Walt purchased a tiny mechanical bird. Intrigued by its lifelike movements, Walt envisioned the possibility of creating animated movement in three dimensions. He gave the bird to Roger Brogy, head of the studio machine shop, and asked him to discover how it worked. Walt's long-term plan was to develop this new form of dimensional animation for use in the new park, which is Disneyland. As a start, he asked animation art director Ken Anderson to help him develop a miniature dancing man. Ken's acceptance of this challenge made him the first Imagineer. The 9-inch high dancing man was prompted into movement by metal cams located directly beneath the figure. 
After filming Buddy Epson performing a dance routine, the movements of the figure were adjusted to replicate Buddy's movements. So that kind of developed into um, the birds in the tiki room, which originally, I guess, was going to be a restaurant. And and when the idea was first brought to Walt, I guess he thought they were real birds. And he's like, well, that's not going to work. You can't have birds above a restaurant. They're going to be pooping in everyone's food. <laughs> and one of the guys was like, uh, no, they're going to be odd. They're going to be robot birds. That eventually led to the Enchanted Tiki Room. And then um, they did the Abraham Lincoln, which you could still see on Main Street at Disneyland. Um, And then in the 1964 movie, Mary Poppins, there was a Robin that sang along with Mary Poppins. Um, That that, um, Robin was developed by WED. Um, which is now Walt Disney Imagineering, but at the time the company was called WED. So thanks to the success of the film, according to this this book here, its uh, profits were used to construct the building that housed the staff and equipment necessary to design and build audio animatronics, performers, animated props, um, and elaborate show sets. Starting with 15 people headed by Roger Brogy. This animation research and developing group became an official WED division named MAPO after Mary Poppins. The original MAPO building, located directly behind Imagineering headquarters in Glendale, California, was converted to a model shop and show design space after MAPO outgrew the facility and moved to to larger accommodations in North Hollywood a few miles north. Along with their move came a new meaning for their name, which became an acronym for Manufacturing and Production Organization. MAPO was built, has built every three-dimensional anim- animated figure and prop that has ever come to life in a dimensional Disney show. Um, I don't know if that's still the case, but that's according to this 1996 book. Um, so that's kind of the uh, little bare bones introduction to audio animatronics as far as the animatronic hippos they were born in disneyland usa for the the jungle cruise attraction the jungle cruise was one of the original attractions in the park and it has remained open and largely unchanged in theme and story since then the original plan like the uh, the bird restaurant was to use real animals, but that changed once Walt realized the animals would most likely sleep during the day. The queue and station are the headquarters and boathouse of the Jungle Navigation Company, a river trading company located in a British colony uh, circa 1938. During a riverboat cruise down several major rivers of Asia, Africa, and South America, jungle cruise skippers not only point out landmarks and creatures of the jungle, but at one point pilot boats into an animatronic hippo pond of the Congo River, where hippos are wiggling their ears with plans of rolling boats. Armed with guns filled with blanks, skippers fire into the air to frighten them away. Unfortunately, some boats are still rolled over. So that's kind of the history of uh, of all that. That's a, that was a that was a lot, huh? <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, once you have the history of it, you know, it, it's good. The the animate the animatronic hippo 
you know, in our in our kind of world, even though it was developed, you know, realistically at Disneyland, uh, in the Transylvania uh, environment of where these guys are, they actually kind of took the the animatronic hippos that have been uh, no longer working and have been thrown into a, a big kind of junkyard. And uh, the interesting thing about about these animatronic hippos is that uh, some of these have kind of gone gone wrong. Um, do you have anything else before I get into some of the the powers and abilities? Uh, no, I'd say go for it. All right, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump in here. So the animatronic hippos are very interesting when you start looking at the you know the inner innards of of the hippo obviously we'll go through the the basics here uh the main point as you stated earlier is to tip over boats uh which they succeed uh in doing if you are swimming in in any of these rivers in uh in Transylvania you're you're going to more than likely encounter these guys uh, they have a very strong mechanical jaw, so you really don't want to get in their mouth at all because they're going to just <laughs> squish you and probably tear you to pieces. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, weaknesses. I'm, I'm doing the basics right now because we're going to get into the more technical stuff. They can't really move fast or really at all because they're stationed. Um, so, you know... That's not really going to do you any good. But uh, but to go into more of the technical side of these mechanical hippos and what makes them lethal is that uh, I'm pretty sure you might not have known this, Mike, but um, they are filled with nanobots. And inside the hippo, these nanobots uh, control everything that's going on. And so if somebody damages anything mechanically on the inside of, of this of this mechanical uh, or of this animatronic hippo, these nanobots go and get to that to that uh, section and start self sort of fixing the the mechanical pieces inside, including all of the code. So if code gets damaged, it heals and, and debugs the code and restructures it to fix what is going on. It also has a, a hacking intuition, so if it needs to move uh, away from its stands, it will figure out a way of getting out of the stands and then it will use its artificial intelligence to figure out how to walk. has a ton of machine learning capabilities. And the, the, the interesting thing about, about these guys is they can do all sort of data manipulation. So if they're even anywhere near any of the controls that that makes them uh, do certain things, they will get in there, hack it, and then manipulate the data to do what it wants it to do. So you got to be very careful on <laughs> on these guys because they they uh, they'll figure out stuff. They're built, you know, completely on on themselves figuring things out, their own artificial intelligence, and then uh, coming more lethal. And then their job at that point is to pretty much just take anything out that's in its way. 
a weakness that that you can obviously do if you have access to uh, an electromagnetic pulse or an EMP you obviously throw that around the area and it'll just you know stop the electronics and whatnot from from working but not too many people can get their hands on something like that uh, the other thing too just uh, for all you people out there that that are worried about it um, if you do remove power from uh, the animatronic hippo and it's still moving you got to bear in mind that you you're gonna need to somehow get internal to the system because it has a a battery backup system that you you need to get in there and remove uh, so that the the actual you know power does get removed the problem is still with this is that the nanobots have their own sort of power so they could go back in and repair the battery backup system and bring the thing back back to life so that's it's kind of hard to uh to get really even close to these guys because well they're kind of good um there's uh there's one thing that i do want to talk about that's in the daniel h wilson books uh if you could we'll put in the show notes uh to his website it's just daniel h wilson.com uh this guy is has a ton of books out that talk all about robotics and and you know different things he's also done a lot of you know other novels and short stories and whatnot but two in particular that i love the most uh is how to survive a robot uprising uh and then the other one is how to build uh a robot army and there's the a robot uprising that one is super fun i mean it's all based on actual theory about robots but it's done with kind of a fun twist with the robot uprising but what i love about it are all the different types of robots including like robotic flies or insects it's just so because it's so based in fact it makes it so cool like to imagine these robotic things you know out there and so to to go back to to just the the hip the hippopotamus here or the hippo the animatronic hippo um there's a section in the the how to survive a robot uprising and and it's it's extremely important for you to understand how to how to spot a hostile robot so um one of the the major things you know is just looking at at your environment you know where are you right now if there's a hippo that's sitting in a street you know more than likely it's probably gone rogue so more that you know it's 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 probably a ton of malfunctioning going on there and he's probably looking to to come after you and and take you out one warning 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 missile lock detected so always be aware of your surroundings which by the way um if you do find a hippo on the street just a little fun fact um, even, while hippo, like the actual hippo itself might look a little chubby, but they outrun humans and they're extremely aggressive if they feel threatened. Um, they're actually, the hippo, the actual hippo is regarded as one of the most dangerous animals in Africa. So I would imagine an animatronic hippo is going to have all those, those, uh, qualities. So if, if oh, yeah. you're on the street in suburbia and you see a dang animatronic hippo, yeah, like you're saying, it's rogue, but you better do more than run because that thing's going to catch up to you. So you better get on your on your free spirit bike and, and get the heck out of there. 
<laughs> yeah. So just you know, be be aware of the surroundings. What was the purpose of of why the the animatronic was was built? Why was the animatronic hippo built? He was built to basically be in the water and to to tip boats over. So if he's hanging out on the street, probably an issue. Um, you know, obviously use some common sense. Um, be wary of of malfunctions. Um, you know, always always look around. One of the things that these these audio animatronic hippos uh, do is they'll call out for their buddies. So if there's other uh, animatronic hippos around, more than likely they're gonna come in packs. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like a mesh network system where where when one is is out and about, it signals all the other ones, and then they all go to whatever target is around. So you got to be very wary of that. And also, um, just like in the Disneyland attraction, you know, if the hippos are wiggling their ears, they're going to attack. If they're not, maybe yeah. it's not as dangerous. I mean, and and and, and honestly, I mean, I, I can go into an insane amount of detail on these guys, but th- these are a few things just to keep in mind in mind with, you know, of, of what these, these guys do. There's a couple things in the, um, how to build a robot army, uh, that you can, you could kind of protect yourself against. It's, uh, there's a section on page 45 of this book that says how to supercharge your body with micro robots. So it's this pill that you take and, uh, and it puts a whole bunch of nanobots in, in your body. And then it gives you all kinds of different superpowers, you know, self-sustaining these these sorts of attacks Which book from is these that? robots. Uh, this is to uh, how to build a robot army. Um, That's a Daniel H. Wilson book. Oh yeah, okay, and uh, cool. Dude, I got to get and that this, one. Oh yeah, this this is this is great. Um, but he goes into full detail on uh, on these bots that you can you could swallow, and uh, and then it makes you makes you into this uh, basically basically a badass at that point um which then you'd be able to uh be able to beat these uh these autom- animatronic hippos um one thing that i also wanted to talk about uh as well is if you go to a website which we'll put in the show notes it's called uh redbubble.com and you uh you type in i heart uh uh animatronic hippos there's a shirt that uh, is for sale. It's seventeen dollars and thirty six cents, and it's just oh, yeah. a gray shirt. It's with funny with you found audio that. Animatronic. What's that? I, I was I was gonna bring that up because that comes from. It's a really fun blog about saving animatronic hippos, which we'll also link with that shirt. It's called so this this blog is called um, Anaheim Animatronic Hippo Conservation Society, which according to the site is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the safety and protection of endangered animatronic hippos. Um, our main focus, they claim, is the hippo population in Anaheim, California, which is where Disneyland's located, for those that don't know, um, the city with the highest reports of hippo abuse west of the Mississippi. And they have all these really <laughs> fun stories. They're like onion-type stories about you know, saving animatronic hippos. So we'll put those two together. Um, I, I definitely want to get one of the shirts, but they, they have a lot of fun stories in there, um, which are, which are, you know, cool to read quick little reads. Yeah. 
I I definitely think that uh, these are fun, a fun little monster here. Uh, they the the one thing that they do not talk about is the population uh, that's at the in Transylvania, and I understand they're you know they're more focused on you know the Earth, human world, but yeah. uh, you know uh, they're audio animatronic um, hippos are all over the place and there's probably way too many of those here in Transylvania so I'm kind of hoping that that somebody figures something out about about uh, taking some of these out nice did you uh, did you have anything else oh the uh, you could actually buy an animatronic hippo I found where did I put that oh yeah I I actually saw some of the the links that when you were sending them those things are insane um uh, yeah the, you could buy my dinosaur my dinosaurs dot yep. com yeah they have a model aa-083 for example which i guess is a very popular model according to the site with movement and sound and these babies are only fifteen hundred dollars to twenty five hundred dollars depending on any modifications you may make so we'll link that but yeah they're like full-size like animatronic hippos that you can buy and these are these are the non non rogue ones. So just so right. you know that They're once friendlier. you hook power up to these things, bear in mind that it brings everything to life, including the nanobots that are inside. And from there, you know, just good luck at that point. Read the safety manual. <laughs> if it goes sure. rogue, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any anything out? Any other things? No, I that think that's that's before? all. I mean. Honestly, I could sit here for days talking about all the different the different things that that you know they they have other little abilities and I mean I I don't want to go into too much detail but they have a lot of stuff. You also got to you know think about their sight. They have emphasized sight, you know, with their electronic eyes, enhanced you know sight. They got weaponry. They got the ability to scan things. Um, you know they they have so many different powers. Uh, that it's unbelievable. So, I mean, those are just a couple of things um, that these guys have. But just bear all that in mind. They have GPS manipulation. Um, they kind of have like a living database where it's just it's just constantly processing different different things constantly. It's think about your your fastest computer that you can think of how fast it it does calculations. I mean, it, it's just tons. It's all sorts of multitasking going on there. So think about your worst nightmare in electronics, uh, and that's pretty much what's coming at you with these animatronic hippos. So just bear that in mind. Full speed and size. <laughs> exactly. All right, cool. Well, I have a couple movies, books, and sites that uh, have some animatronic hippos in it. You have uh, coming this July, the Jungle Cruise movie, which... They just released a poster and a trailer. We'll see. It looks oh, like yeah. it could be fun. It's kind of Indiana Jones-like. Um, but, yeah, there should be... I'm, I'm pretty sure they're real hippos in the movie, but, you know, deep down we all know they're animatronic. And then um, there's a series, if you have Disney+, Plus, came out in 2019 called The Imagineering Story. It's a series... And not necessarily just about animatronic hippos, but if you're into audio animatronics and Imagineering and Disney stuff, it's a really cool series about the Imagineers and how they built the park and rides and things like that. 
Um, then there's a really great book called Skipper Stories by David John Oh, I was just going to bring that up. Just yeah. going to bring that up. Great book. So that that came out in 2016 from Theme Park Press, which has a bunch of, of books just on like Disney stuff, theme park stuff. I wanted to read the intro to this book just because it's really cool. Um, it, and basically what this book is, it's true tales from Disneyland's Jungle Cruise. A bunch of skippers like tell stories about, um, you know, getting initiated into the ride and staying on script, D- different stories. It's separated into topics, but I just wanted to read the introduction or uh, the beginning of the introduction, which is called A Bad Reputation. Years ago, when I was a skipper, I was at a meeting backstage at Disneyland with about 30 random cast members and six managers. While everyone else was serious, I sat in the back of the room with the only other skipper there and we cracked each other up after one particular burst of laughter i saw one of the managers lean over to our man to our manager point toward us and ask a question we could hear we couldn't hear her entire reply but we did hear her say jungle cruise he then nodded his head as if that explained everything That one moment tells you everything you need to know about how Jungle Cruise skippers are viewed by the rest of the people at Disneyland. Skippers are generally seen as loud, overly energetic, and self-amusing troublemakers. If this book does nothing else, it should prove that reputation correct. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of funny stories from all sorts of different skippers, um, past, present, um, you know, talking about their experiences at night or, you know, uh, things that they did uh, behind the scenes. Just little small excerpts. You could kind of, you don't have to read it from cover to cover, but there's a lot of really fun, fun stuff in there. And I don't know if you knew this, but there's a second book that came out in 2018 called More Skipper Stories. So we're going to have to get that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, and- I didn't I didn't see that one, but I will have to get that one as well. This first book is great. Yeah, and and then there's something called a skipper show, which I haven't really checked out, but it looks cool. It's kind of like a comedy thing. We'll link that as well. But they have a Facebook page. Um, it's at facebook.com/skippershow. And then what was the other thing? I think that was it. Yeah, that was all the stuff I was gonna list. Um, as far as Transylvania, if you're out in the monster universe and you're looking for animatronic hippos, just take a boat ride down Junk River in the Monster Islands, where animatronic junk is all the rage, sparking and sputtering, protruding out of the river and, mar- and marooned along the riverbanks, and definitely on the prowl. So we did a, a brief history write-up in our book, Transylvania Traveler, which you can find on page 220. Um, and if you don't have the book, make sure you go to jackalanternpress.com so that you can get it. So anything else, Tom, before uh, before we call it a night here? Nope. Just remember to beware of the animatronic hippo. And the other thing, too, that I forgot to say real quick is that they come in different sizes as well. So even the little tiny mechanical ones that maybe you could stick up on your shelf... I would be aware of those as well. Nice. I have one staring at me right now as we're recording this. All well, right. So. I'd be aware. <laughs> 
So that'll do it for this Monster Monday. For more about the monster universe and the monster revolution that's upon us, or to become a monster revolutionary yourself, go to jackolanternpress.com. And now, to take us out, we're going to play a few minutes of Disney's Jungle Cruise area music for your enjoyment. So we thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll meet up again soon in the Pumpkin Patch. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to AWOL Airwaves on the DVC. Here's today's river tip from Skipper Bill of the Congo Connie. Bill says, if it rains in the jungle, who cares? That's why they call it a rainforest. Thanks, Bill. Any travelers who may need to exchange foreign currency during their voyage needn't worry. There are banks all along our rivers. I'd like searchlights in the night, gorgeous teeth and snowy white. Take a look, here comes my ball and chain. She's a funny gym to me, tons of personality. Take a look, here comes my ball and chain. Oh, we do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Look out, here comes my ball and chain. In addition to beautiful Malaysia, Burma, Siam, and Cambodia, Lotus Tours offers two new destinations, Boston and French Lick, Indiana. That can't be right. Uh, correction. That's Borneo and French Indochina. Bookings may be made at any travel office within a thousand miles of this jungle outpost. Attention skippers! If you're looking for some variety and need to log extra time at the wheel, another group of... Uh, Volunteers is being shanghaied for nighttime excursions down the Congo. These fascinating cruises through total darkness can be both exhilarating and unpredictable. Skippers should take note of the following changes along the Jungle Cruise rivers. First, it is no longer considered sporty to hold small children over the edge of the boat while traveling through the hippo pool. Contrary to popular belief, this does not stop their ears from wiggling. That's the hippos, of course, not the children. Second, 
Due to the fact that a boatload of passengers on board Zambezi Zelda entered a Cambodian ruin and failed to come out, any and all temple ruins are now off limits to your cruise. And finally, passengers requesting extended tours should be referred directly to the booking office where they will receive immediate medical treatment.